Hello and welcome to Let's Enter the Arena. I'm your host, VM Campos, and this is the podcast where I talk with a member of the Magic the Gathering community, where we focus on Magic Arena. I've got a brand new guest to the podcast. Everyone, please welcome Jelly. Hey, hello. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Uh, is there anything that you would like to promote? Any streams, Patreon, Twitter, or anything you'd like? Uh, yes, so I, I do stream with the name Jelly77. I stream Magic Arena and other card games like Test Legends, and then sometimes Stardew or some art. Mm. And uh, yeah, like I am uh, usually a 42-year-old teacher in Germany mm. and uh, yeah, have done different things in life, like being an artist mm -hmm. and trying to be a teacher. And now moving on to being a magic professional, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for that. Uh, I'm on uh, Twitter and all the social media as VM Campos. So if people are interested, they can go find me there. Um, but thank you so much for being on the podcast to talk about magic. Uh, this is such a, a great topic, I, I believe. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, your, your history. Um, how long have you been playing magic in general? Yes, it's like the same uh, time as I'm playing Magic Arena. So I have been playing other card games that are online, like Hearthstone and the Old Scrolls Legends, mm -hmm. and just recently started with Magic. So it's been now a bit before M20, mm -hmm. and so like about three months, I think. Oh, wow, So great. really, really a uh, fresh thing. Really fresh, definitely. Uh, overall, compared to other games, um, is it too early to tell? But how would you rank it in terms of enjoyability compared to other games you've played? Oh, really, really high. So um, the moment I started it, um, it took me a long time to start. So mm -hmm. I've been thinking about it like maybe a year or like half a year to be like, uh, try different games. What would I want to try like other card games? And then I was like, oh, magic. Mm -hmm. But it's maybe it's so difficult. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it is so, such an like an old game as well. Like it's been a mm -hmm. really has so many cards and everything. So so I was a bit afraid to be overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I finally started and I just uh, liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. It's it's really great. Did you ever hear about the research paper uh, that determined that Magic is the most complex game that ever existed? Oh, no, I did not hear that. But I mean, I watch Ben Stark stream a lot and yeah. he's always like, yeah, Magic is complicated. Magic <laughs> is hard. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it is definitely true. And I, I must say, I really like uh, the community's approach to it. Like, yeah, it's difficult. It's mm -hmm. okay to make mistakes. Just we, we move on and we try to make it better next time. I, I really enjoy that. Yeah. Exactly. It is, uh, it is a, a game that has evolved over several years, decades. And it's really fascinating that a game has lasted that long because sometimes games are a flash in the pan. They don't last very long. They might be popular for a moment and then they go away. Magic has been around over 25 years now, so that's that's pretty amazing. Myself, I played Magic actually back in the 90s uh, from around 1995 mm -hmm. to 1999. Uh, and no, I don't have a Black Lotus, unfortunately. Um, but uh, 
time passed for, for between the year 2000 and 2017, I, I wasn't playing Magic during that time. I still had my original cards in a binder in storage, but I never played Magic throughout that whole time. And I knew it was still around, but I never really played. And I kind of got back into Magic in 2017 after I decided to take out my old cards and just browse them again. And I had a lot of nostalgia and and, and fun feelings about playing uh, in the 90s. So I started again in 2017, and I've been back playing paper cards and now digital cards on Arena, and it's just, it's a great game that just keeps you coming back for more. Oh, yeah. Like, like I've been starting with uh, card games and Hearthstone 2014, mm -hmm. and then switched to Test Legends in 2017. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that the real-life magic has been, uh, like, I, I think the cost and also the lack of accessibility in Germany, like it's it's not mm. like it's a really special thing in in Germany, uh, like more than in the US, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and so I never considered it that much, like to have like that you have to to buy all these expensive cards and then otherwise you can't do anything. That mm -hmm. was not that appealing to me. But now, um, yeah, I, I have to say uh, through Arena. I really liked it. And then, uh, like, my husband and I, we also started to go to the Friday Night Magic in oh. our town here. And it's been really great. Like, we, we have not missed a week of dressing uh, mm -hmm. since we, we started. So oh, wow. it's definitely a great thing. Well, that's great to hear because there was the worry that Magic Arena would be so good that people wouldn't want to go physically to the stores to play. And I'm glad to hear that it doesn't seem like it's true. I've been hearing a lot anecdotally that people are starting perhaps on Magic Arena digitally, and then they still go to the local shops for playing in real life, playing with real people. And I'm glad to hear that. So that's great that you two have been enjoying Friday Night Magic as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would definitely recommend. And I think it's it's two different things like it's um it, it's also good uh like so so i've started with online card games and there's like um mostly your opponents are anonymous so mm. you have like sometimes this um i don't know getting salty being, sure like super angry and that like in real life with your um, like an opponent sitting next to you you still have like you sometimes have those feelings but it's mm. still it is different and there's like more respect to it. So I, I really like that. And I think it's, um, I, I really think both, uh, will benefit from each other. Like the, um, like the, the shops get new people that uh, have started a magic arena and also the people that really like playing can now play in their free time whenever they want. Mm -hmm. Like they're not forced to always go to the shop or yes. only go to the shop. So it's like, I, I think it's like um, uh, beneficial for both parts and will it just be um, like, yeah, I think it will be really good for both. I think so as well. I play uh, arena, of course, um, regularly enough. And I play in real life with, with a group of, uh, of friends at the local college 
And it definitely is a different sort of style or mentality playing digitally versus in real life. In digitally, I do find myself that if I didn't make the perfect play, I, 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 I get angry at myself that I should have done it better. But then in real life, it's completely different in terms of you have the camaraderie. You have the different <laughs> levels of respect, and it's. I think it is more fun in real life with real people because you can also bluff people. You can also trick them a little bit uh, jovially, of course, jovially or or cordially. Uh, you can't do that very well digitally. You only have the simple emo emotions of uh, what are they, good job <laughs> yes. or oops and that sort of thing. But in real life, I find myself uh, being a bit more of a prankster with my play group. <laughs> So yeah, I have to say that um, on like I think on a computer I'm really really strong and not that nervous mm -hmm. most of the time. But then uh, in that shop, I definitely was nervous. And then having cards in my hand for the first time and so many like when you open the pack mm -hmm. and then in the draft you have to decide like oh god what card to pick. Yes. And uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like there were like uh, three different, um, uh, like from the people next to me that were already finished. Mm -hmm. And I had like all these three uh, packs lying next to me. And I still was sitting there with the first one and couldn't mm -hmm. decide what to what to pick. And uh, yeah, it was definitely tough, like for the first time, definitely. And uh, it starts to get better. So so I'm really really nervous uh playing against um other people uh for real mm -hmm. but yeah I, I think it's a good um good experience um yeah and the, the people in the shop are really really nice so it's um uh, like uh they know that we are just uh we have just started so even mm -hmm. like sometimes if we do a mistake they um uh take that back or even explain what the better play would be mm. and um with some i would even be allowed to do that better play or uh, like it, it's really nice and um that that is definitely a, a good experience mm -hmm. well i commend you for jumping in right away into drafting that is a much more difficult level of magic because every game is different with different cards uh but like you said it gets better the more you do it the more you learn the cards, the more you learn the techniques. And it's great that you have a local shop that has people that are helpful in, like you said, letting you take the play back, even showing you better plays. I try to do that myself as well with some of the newer players. Uh, at the college, they started a, a card club, and there's an influx of new players, which I don't doubt is because of Arena. And I'm happy to give advice to, to people starting off about perhaps better plays and uh, it is a great feeling to help others and playing with more people, more magic is more good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think so too. Like it's uh, like, of course, winning is also nice, uh, mm -hmm. right? You you feel good when you win. But if you just slay all the noobs that, that come <laughs> to your game, then probably you will be alone at yes. some point. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's not really... Uh, yeah, a good thing in, in term of growth. So yes, yeah, definitely better to, to share the fun. That actually happened somewhat uh, recently where one of the players that had been in the, in the club was teaching a newer player, but they were teaching them perhaps in the way that 
is not the the most fun for the new player. Like it, it's okay to kind of hold back sometimes or not do your amazing plays every single time to the new player because you'll turn them off. You will say, well, it's so complicated. I could never do something like that. And they might not return. So so I told the, the player a, a little later on this, uh, in the sides, I told him, um, well, perhaps on the newer players, don't be so powerful against them and let them learn. And as they get stronger, perhaps eventually they'll meet you at your level. But in the beginning, let's give everyone a chance to try to get to a higher level together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but it's also it's sometimes not super easy. Like, like for example, in um, Test Legends, which I'm playing now for, uh, yeah, two years, a mm-hmm. little bit more. And uh, I have been top 10 in that game and, and won tournaments and such. And sometimes you just forget the simple things. Like it's like mm-hmm. you're the, you do not even see that it's maybe too much for the other player to, to understand that there are like um, really like a lot of hidden concepts uh, uh, that you are already following, but maybe not consciously. So um, that's why I also think like... I, I have never learned that consciously. I've just played the card game and improved slowly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so so that's why I also really like um, learning magic now and having all these high quality, um, yeah, um, articles mm-hmm. and analysis uh, from the community. Mm-hmm. And it it definitely helps. It helps me to like get a better concept of card games overall. So. Um, yeah, that is that is definitely one um, of my reasons also why why I wanted to start playing Magic. Well, that segues us into you said you've been playing paper and digital Magic for a short amount of time. What was it, perhaps specifically, that maybe got you into Magic Arena? Was it any sort of inciting event that really got you into? Let me try it. Let me download it and let me try it. Oh, um, that is definitely. Um, um, my best friend and also teammate uh, in Tess Legends, mm-hmm. Ray Ray Barker, he um, and I, we now, um, like, when did we um, start our team? I think it was in December 2017. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we, we have been talking a lot about Tess Legends, but Ray Ray has also been playing Magic uh, for a long, long time. Like, I think he's now playing for, but yeah, like, I think he's playing for over 20 years uh, mm-hmm. as well and has played card games a lot, has done tournaments in Magic, then played Magic Online, then got into Test Legends. And uh, yeah, he has been coming back to Magic Arena and, uh, recommended me starting to play that game and Mm. i yeah like it's um i looked it up and i found it um better than for example eternal or now misguard was also um like what i have uh like uh, looked at Mm -hmm. but then i was like no it's time it's time to fight the dragon it's time (laughs) to learn the original and then maybe like i don't know maybe after that i also start a bit of playing eternal and the other games too mm. and um learn even more about card games overall but for now yeah i want to focus on on magic a lot and 
just improve. Yes, we uh, have a lot less time than we think, so why not spend what little we have playing the best? <laughs> yeah, and also, like, really, I, I think it makes sense. It's the original. It has been going on for so long. A lot of flaws and edges are now um, really polished, mm -hmm. and it is just a really, really good game. Definitely. Now... This question might answer itself, but what would you consider your skill level to be at the moment, beginning, intermediate, or advanced? Yeah, it's definitely beginner. <laughs> like, I'm like, of course, I'm so highly competitive and uh, I know so much about card games. So sometimes I'm frustrated mm -hmm. that I still have to realize and accept I'm a beginner in this. And I want to be better, and I want to beat everyone, but uh, yeah, it's it's not going to happen now. I make a lot of uh, yeah silly mistakes, <laughs> and um, sometimes I don't read the cards exactly enough, mm. or I I don't know. Then then I always forget about certain keywords, mm. and it's 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 quite a, a challenge to be like a total beginner. When, when you have been an expert mm -hmm. in a field as well. Well, I'm sure it'll come just with more practice and with Arena as a, as a great teaching and guiding tool that will definitely spill into real life because with Arena, it will help you in terms of don't forget this trigger or you have open mana, you could do this. You know, there are these subtle ways that the program helps you to play and to learn magic. And once you, I believe, once you've got some of that understanding from the digital game, it'll surely follow in the real life game. Oh, that, that is true. But it also has like a downside. So um, for now, I have not really understand these um, phases. So, so the card games I've played had one clear phase that was mine mm -hmm. and one that was for my opponent. Yes. And now there's been like all these different stages of uh, gameplay that I'm totally not used to. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I think actually in Arena, it could be a little bit more visual or easier, like maybe um, explained by the uh, by Spark, by Sparky, mm -hmm. uh, or so um, what these phases are about and how you can play in them or have some kind of, I don't know, like, like, if you want like like some kind of film or something you can mm. watch um what what is every stage about because like i i've at the start i did not really understand i was just like oh i have to click again i click 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 mm. okay now it's my turn okay thank you like it what mm. that i did not really understand that mm. i'm just starting to to realize um the level that that comes into it like um leaving mana open looking at my opponent's mana, uh, mm. will they have a counter spell or not? So, yeah, that, it, that is uh, that is something I would have really liked to, to have more guidance uh, from the start. 
Well, perhaps one way to think about it is that almost everything in magic has a chance to be reacted to. If my opponent summons a creature, I have a window of opportunity to react with my own counterspell or my own kill spell or my own flash creature. So perhaps thinking Mm -hmm. that way that everything's got a reaction, almost everything, maybe that's why it would continually pause and you had to keep, keep clicking, clicking, clicking because there was always a chance for you somehow to react so it does take yeah. practice and it would be better to have some more maybe sound effect that would prompt you or some sort of video introduction. And that's what a lot of content creators are trying to do all over YouTube. They're trying to constantly create a how-to video or a deck tech video. And I think that's also the strength of the community that the game is complex, but everyone's trying to tell their version of it and everyone's right and everyone's wrong, but at least there's a lot of great content to to consume. Yeah. Definitely, and and I think it's um, like the good, the good content is is also um, quite easy to find. Like mm. I I think um, you find what what you're searching for, or maybe maybe it's also great to have an experienced teammate, of course, that yes. I can ask. So um, that is is definitely a plus too. Mm-hmm. When I got back into magic in 2017, I was asking everyone of the playgroup, what does this do and what does that do? I was not around when they, uh, I wasn't around when uh, planeswalkers were invented. So when I came back to this playgroup and someone played a Nissa planeswalker, I, I was like, what is that card? I don't even understand. It looks so different than I've ever seen. So now as time has passed, now they're mostly asking me, how does this work? How does that work? Just because I really... Um, and meshed myself into the rules and the different cards, and I keep up to date with standard, whereas everyone else seems to um, gravitate more towards commander or modern, where you can kind of hold on to your cards for longer. I, I kind of like keeping up to date with the latest cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I like that also better. And yeah, like the, the uh, planeswalkers were also a really confusing thing. I was like, what is that card? And then because it was like outside from the board, I did not understand that I could attack it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like it's it's been uh, definitely tough, like the first game. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I think I auto died to a planeswalker because I did not know how to interact with it. Yes. Like, um <laughs> Well, even in this short amount of time, I'm sure you've seen growth uh, in your gameplay, which is uh, which is great because it keeps people motivated to keep learning even more, playing even more, and enjoying it even more. Yeah, definitely. Like it's, I mean, those things uh, can can be cleared easily. Like I think I saw one stream and I talked to other people, and I was just like, oh, I can just attack it, and maybe it dies or. Um, it's not always super broken. There's like different abilities and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. some have a plus ability, some have just uh, like the zero abilities and then the, mm-hmm. what, what is it called? The final ability or? They um, often call it the ultimate ability. Oh yeah, the ultimate. Yes. So that is um, like, that is mostly really scary. So you, mm-hmm. you don't want that to happen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, definitely a tough uh, a tough card, um, uh, like type of card, mm-hmm. the planeswalkers. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes, that first time when I played against Christy and she summoned that Nissa, I, I didn't understand at all as well. And this was with paper cards uh, before Arena, so I didn't know how do I even deal with it because it's like another player and it has its own life counter sort of, and she keeps plus one plus oneing it, and something else happens, and I can't deal with that creature and that planeswalker and. Uh, then that's when uh, mm -hmm. my spark of imagination was, well, what cards can I use? And that was after Hour of Devastation, and they had recently printed some spells that directly uh, interfaced with uh, Planeswalkers. That In that storyline, Nicol Bolas had defeated the Gatewatch, and there was a specific card for each color that could kill a Planeswalker, basically. And I thought, oh, that's it. There's the This is the right answer to that problem. And that's the thing about magic, that after so many years, there's so many different cards, and they interact with each other in such amazing ways. And maybe you go back one set to find an answer to a problem you're having now, and it's just a big puzzle that you that you complete from all of these pieces. Um, at the moment, for example, there are 1,300, there are over 1,300 cards in standard uh, in the whole history of magic. There's over 20,000, 20, but in standard, there's about 1,300. Is there any single card at the moment or two that stands out to you as one of your favorites? Oh, yes. I, I definitely like uh, Steamkin a lot. Oh. And uh, yeah, I'm like, I've, I've started playing Mono Red Aggro, first of all, because uh, there was also a budget version um, pretty easily to make um, mm. from, from my teammate. And um, I have to say, I, yeah, I just missed playing real aggro games in uh, the Elder Scrolls Legends. Mm -hmm. Like there's mostly like faster mid-range decks and slower mid-range decks. Mm -hmm. And um, so playing a real aggro deck was definitely fun. And I think Steamkin or Chandra is definitely my favorite. Mm -hmm. Like it's, um, yeah, Ch Chandra I really, really like. And I have to say, my toughest fights with that deck are against Nyssa and Teferi. And, um, yeah, I, I really like to to kill those um, planeswalkers or the players. Like, it, <laughs> it depends, like, how how far uh, their life total is, um, yes. what I have to kill first. Yeah, a well-crafted red aggro deck not only has a lot of great creatures that you can attack with, but of course burn to deal with creatures or the opponent. And uh, I'm sure you've had plenty of uh, games where maybe you just finished off the opponent with one lightning strike right to the opponent and it's over. Mm -hmm. Yes, like one of my favorite games uh, was um, one game where I had just two mana the entire game mm -hmm. and then at some point only burn spells in hand mm -hmm. and it was so so hard to manage like oh what do i do like do i just use all these lightning strike uh, strikes to go phase mm -hmm. will i top deck like the final damage how do i manage this like with just two lands on the board like yes. i was like really like oh wow this is really tough like how on what clock are they? Like, how how do I kill them? And it actually worked that game. So that was that was definitely uh, crazy for me to notice that um, some games you can win uh, with just two lands on the board. Yes. 
Well, that sounds very impressive, and uh, that just shows the power of of the red aggro deck that you don't need a lot of resources like other colors, perhaps. If you're dealing with a Teferi deck, they've got to put all their puzzle pieces together. They need their white and their blue mana and their counter spells and all of this house of cards. But a good, fast, efficient red deck, you know, red deck wins as long as you've got enough mana for it. Uh, so that was pretty impressive. Uh, there definitely are a lot of cards uh, that are enjoyable. Um, myself, I like to play a little bit of blue and black. I, I do have a red deck uh, that is mono. It, it's it's focused on goblins. I like to also put stipulations when I create my decks. So I have a red deck, uh, an aggro red deck, but it's focused on goblins. But normally when I like to play my usual colors, it's black and blue. So I do have some counter spells in there and some interesting creatures and some kill spells. So one uh, card that I like at the moment is Agonizing Siphon for a couple of reasons. Uh, one is the name because it sounds <laughs> epic, Agonizing Siphon. Uh, two, for the art. The art is amazing. That's by Seb McKinnon. He often creates these very evocative works of art. And this is a uh, this is a guy that's basically uh, getting uh, siphoned in an agonizing way with a lot of purple magic all over the place. And third, I like it because it, it also is direct damage. It's direct damage in black. It deals three damage to any target, plus then I gain three life. So it's uh, four casting cost in total. Not as efficient as a good uh, red burn spell, but I like it for those various reasons. Um, agonizing Siphon. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I understand. Like I also like that card in draft. Mm -hmm. It's a bit um, uh, sometimes a bit clunky because it it is also a sorcery, yes. right? So mm -hmm. um, you can just cast it in your um, turns. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That correct. Yes. That's right. And yeah, so that that is also a thing that was hard for me to understand, like uh, the the difference between sorcery and instant. Um, but yeah, um, like so that that would I say I say it's not um, like the the only downside, but otherwise the the card is really great and mm -hmm. goes so well with uh, the aerialist and yes. uh, yeah some other healing cards um, that you can put into the deck, so that that it is a really nice card. Yeah, definitely. You can combo it, for example, like you said, that that, Aerialia, that aerialist or a Johnny's Pride Mate, anything that likes life gain. There are a couple mm -hmm. of white cards, uh, a few angels that uh, there's one in here. I forgot to look it up, but there's an angel that once uh, once you have more than 25 life, it gains double strike so it can do damage twice. Uh, so I like to create these either black or blue or usually black or white life gain decks just to strengthen your creatures. And that's a strategy that I like as well. Um, yeah, it feels like we are arch enemies, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like the mono red aggro is like, die! Yes. <laughs> and then you're like, no, I'm healing. Yes. You will never defeat me. <laughs> I have gotten in some of these decks up to about 50 life. So um, yes, it, that, that's, that might be opposites. And that's the great thing about the creation of the, of, the, of the invention of magic in that there are these five colors and each has a sort of a style and a philosophy. And it's just really interesting that people can identify with, well, I want to be aggressive. I want to be fast. I might be red. I like uh, nature. I like creatures. Okay, I might to be. I might want to be green. Um, I want to prevent people from having fun, so I might be blue. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not so sure if this like if I really have thought I want to be aggressive. Mm -hmm. I'm actually um uh, for example, I sometimes play my aggressive decks quite reactively mm -hmm. or I like I like that in Hearthstone when I'm playing against another aggressive deck. I'm really good in taking the control role mm -hmm. and um, then usually win, even though like they, yeah, they have the, f the early aggression, they get me down in health, but then um, I can come back by controlling the board. So mm -hmm. it's, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I think I mostly like flexible play. Like, mm -hmm. I, li I like decks where I can play both roles. And it depends on the situation. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of decks, is there any then that you could uh, expand upon a little bit more? What's your favorite deck at the moment? Um, so in, in general, it is mono red aggro. But right now, I've also I've seen the aggro elementals uh, oh, with sure. a seamkin in it mm -hmm. and um, the red blue flyer um, mm -hmm. with the two cost and then. Um, uh, a, a trailblazer and of course risen reef but uh, mm -hmm. yeah risen reef is the only elemental that doesn't trigger um Steamkin. Mm -hmm. and that deck has been i i don't know that deck is so funny like sometimes you just have one elemental out but you had risen reef and got a lot of mana and then next turn and I, I could just explode with the um the three chargers and the um artifact that will buff all my elementals and uh yeah they just like th that deck is crazy and steamkin as well who, who mm -hmm. gets big then uh you get the mana then you make him big again it's like uh like uh i don't know it feels like you have like all the energy um yes uh lots of lots of mana and card draw and i can just do stupid stuff like that that deck is um really crazy Mm -hmm. And I don't have all the dual color lands uh, yet, uh, the shock lands, of mm -hmm. course. Like, I'm just starting. And with those shock lands, it must be even sillier mm -hmm. to play. Like, I, I think I played one one game uh, right now in this play any card uh, event mm -hmm. with all the lands. Mm -hmm. And it's, I, I don't know, it's just so powerful that that deck is um, uh, definitely yeah amazing i've seen that play any card event and i haven't started it yet because uh i don't fully understand it says play play with any card you can only play it once and once you lose x number of times um so i haven't even started it yet but it's something like that right you, you can play up to 12 times and win cards but you can only play one time um yeah i think this week is just a dummy event like it's just for trying out for um finding out what deck you want to play mm -hmm. and so it's it's play any card you are allowed to make decks with yeah with all the cards available and then um you can play with them so um it, it's like you you get a full collection for the 12 games oh, okay and then um next week it's win any card so next week uh you really have to do well with your deck and um win a lot because if you win 12 times in 12 times i think you you're not allowed to lose one time mm -hmm. um then you 
get a full collection. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, I, I don't know, it's just for me as a beginner, it's mind blowing and such a good price. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just hope I do well mm-hmm. in that. Maybe not 12 wins, but there's a lot of good prizes too. Like, I think it's like a lot of Eldraine uh, cards or maybe even like the full Eldraine set or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I have to look into it, but but there's like a lot of crazy um, rewards for this event. Yeah, I remember seeing that there were definitely full full Eldraine. And I think the ultimate prize was... uh, every every card at least one of every card so it does definitely sound like a great prize if you can if you can get there hey everyone we're about halfway through the episode so let's take a moment to do a little ad if you're listening to this episode in a timely manner it's october it's the scariest time of the year uh besides tax time i guess And that means that I am releasing a scary story every single day for the month of October. You can get a first look at these scary stories over on my Patreon, patreon.com slash vmcampos. For $1, you'll get first access to these scary stories every single day for the month of October. Be warned, some of them are pretty weird and scary and disturbing. No joke. So check them out on patreon.com slash vmcompos. Now back to the show. Did you play the uh, the brawl event that happened a couple of weeks ago? Oh, yes, I did. But that one was, um, um, yeah, it didn't go well. Oh. <laughs> it is a different sort of uh, play style where you only have one of each card. Uh, so Brawl is like a light version of Commander, and it has its pros and cons. But I liked the one of my favorite decks recently was that um, the Alela Artful Provocateur card. I really liked that card or that whole deck because the the Commander was a was a fairy that had a lot of synergy with artifacts and enchantments. And every time you cast an artifact or enchantment, you got a new 1-1 flyer, but actually it would be a 2-1 flyer because as long as Alela was on the battlefield, your flyers got plus one, plus zero. So I really enjoyed that deck. It, I believe it had a lot of synergies with artifacts and enchantments and flyers and card draw. So I enjoyed that um that brawl event and i'm glad that the company is trying to um keep different game modes alive they announced brawl a year ago and it seemed like it was dying on the vine because there wasn't much support for the format so i'm glad they they gave us a preview of uh to remind us of brawl uh in that event and that they're going to add more to it as the as the year goes on mm, oh yes definitely i i also think this uh, like the play any card and then the brawl it's it's always good when you have uh yeah ways to play with the cards to test do i really like them which cards do i want to craft Mm -hmm. like i think this event will definitely uh make people more excited about crafting a certain deck and um like i I think it's a it's a great idea and Mm -hmm. also the the brawl where you can just play with cards that you don't own mm-hmm. and um yeah like um i i think maybe 
the ways of like counter spells and flash and everything is, is still maybe a bit new to me. So that's why I did so poorly with that deck. Like I, I played that deck mostly because I, I heard on Twitch it's the strongest and I was like, okay, <laughs> let's play the strongest deck yes. <laughs> in this. And, um, I, I have lost a lot. Like, um, mm -hmm. everyone was like, yeah, it's easy to win with that deck. No problem. And then, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I played so many games to just, um, have the, the full wins that you needed for, um, yes. the reward there. Mm -hmm. I actually, uh, it's funny that everyone has an opinion and everyone's right and everyone's wrong. But uh, I had heard that the other one, the one from Chulane, Teller of Tales, the one that was, I suppose, blue, white, and green, I heard that one was the powerful one because it also had a lot of mana acceleration. So I wanted to go with Alela because it was the lowest casting cost commander. And I felt, well, if this is the commander that costs less to bring out the fastest, that's probably strong. Um, and from the commentary that I had read about the other deck, the Chulain deck being the strong one, I thought, well, I don't want to play the one that everyone says is strong, so I'll go with Alela. <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. So yeah, I mean, uh, it was just Twitch chat, so um, mm -hmm. who knows um, uh, what they... But yeah, they, they were definitely saying that that deck is the strongest and um, like you, you can um, get a lot of wins easily. Mm -hmm. But maybe not as a new player. Like, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. But yeah, like a card I really liked in that deck was Frogify. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, that was definitely a good one to also uh, get rid of um, the opponent's commander and uh, yeah, stop stop their stuff. So um, mm -hmm. that was was a fun fun one. The one that everyone said was the worst one, I think I can confirm that it was the worst one because I did try it. That was the one of the knights. There were various knights, and it seemed like the ultimate goal of that deck was that the commander would allow your knights to equip equipment for free. So the ultimate goal of that was there. there's the Colossus Hammer, which gives your creature plus 10 plus 10, for free, mm -hmm. normally it costs eight to equip, but I suppose that was the ultimate goal of that deck, although it was much too slow. All of these other decks had various answers and had flyers and um, spells to deal with your opponents. The knight deck was a little bit more about just summoning more and more and more knights, but no great way to protect them. And they were fragile in case your knight was holding the hammer while well, you just kill the knight and the hammer drops. So I can confirm because I played with all of them uh, and um, they all were fun, but if you wanted to win, uh, the uh, the Alela deck did seem a, a good pick. It had a lot of synergies, but uh, it was a little bit more advanced in that it had a lot of interactions to keep track of. Yeah, I think that um, like in singleton uh, decks, like when you just have one card of each, mm -hmm. you don't really want a deck that has like a like a combo to win. So. It seems a bit weak um, that you have to draw your commander and then uh, the X, and then uh, it's easier to win uh, for you. Mm -hmm. um, seems, um, yeah, like you probably also want a lot of card draw then, or something mm -hmm. that that supports that you can get to your win condition uh, consistently every game. Yes. Now. 
You've already mentioned that you had a game where you only had two mana and you still managed to win. Were there other games that you remember where you had a really cool or interesting or fun or weird moment that you've played? Like, uh, for example, against um, Nissa decks Mm -hmm. or Teferi decks, I find it um, like the decision, do I kill that Planeswalker now? Like, can I kill it um, efficiently or not? Mm-hmm. Or do I just have to go face more? And that is my win condition. Like, um, I can't kill that planeswalker and then still have enough reach for um, uh, killing them and get through all these um, these cards they might have. Like, w- with Nyssa, since she's, like, also producing all these three, three lands, um Mm-hmm. Definitely, uh, you, you need enough reach, <laughs> like enough uh, uh, spells from hand um, that, that you can um, break through that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that is, those games are definitely uh, um, ones that, that I remember. Mm-hmm. I had a, an example recently. I stream every Saturday night at 11 p.m. Pacific time. And I, I had a, a I had an example of a game where I was trying to climb the ladder, and when I climb the ladder, I play like uh, a, a real deck, a deck where I try to win with. If I'm not trying to climb the ladder, I play with just different decks, fun decks, etc. But uh, when I try to climb the ladder, uh, before rotation, I was playing a mono blue tempo deck. So uh, a lot of little creatures, some counter spells, uh, just a lot of control. And I was playing against a Boros opponent, uh, red and white. And so uh, it had come down to the third game. Uh, I won one, they won one, and it was the final one. So it was also coming down to life for both of us being very low. It was a very hard-fought game. In the end, uh, it looked like I was going to lose because I had emptied my hand and I had no more card draw and they had two creatures on the board and life was very low. So I top-decked. Um, a uh, an enchanting melody or entrancing melody, I believe, where you can steal your opponent's creature. So I stole their Feather the Redeemed, uh, that amazing flying creature. So I stole it on my turn. I couldn't attack with it yet because it had summoning sickness. So I went back to their turn. They had one creature left and then they had drawn one card. Well, it came back to my turn um, and I... Uh, I top decked a, a counter spell. So I went to attack with their own creature, which would have killed them. And then they tried to cast Settle the Wreckage to exile the attacking creature. And I had just uh, top decked a counter spell. So I countered their Settle the Wreckage. And I did the final point of damage with their creature that I stole. And then I eventually won the best of two out of three. So that was an amazing event <laughs> I had recently. Oh, yeah. Definitely um, always interesting to kill your opponent with uh, their own cards like there's um yeah that that is definitely um something like uh, yeah when it happens it's great but when it happens to you it's the worst thing in the world yeah (laughs) it's like it's it's a high upside and uh, a really low uh downside for for the other um part So if you uh, consider yourself a beginner player at the moment, what is something that you would have liked to learn like very early on when you first started Magic? Yeah, I, I definitely would have liked the client like to be a bit easier to understand, like all these different 
game modes and then different costs and uh yeah it's it's really not that easy to understand mm -hmm. what is what and um like there's not only there's draft and then there's sealed and then there's mm -hmm. like a special draft where you have best of three and then there's suddenly a draft with a different set and that there's like yeah all this was very new to me um and then yeah the i've mentioned it earlier a little bit uh, that the phases have been a problem so i wish um it were a bit better explained to like how um um everything is structured that like i can cast spells i can attack then i can cast um spells again and then um i can also cast a certain kind of spells in mm -hmm. my opponent's turn and um yeah that is um i i, I wish i would have known mm -hmm. that better well on the flip side now that you have had some experience uh, in Magic Arena, what would you tell brand new players that are starting to play? Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit of self-promotion, but I would say uh, <laughs> watch streamers like um, like other streamers. And another important thing, I, I think, is find friends to play with. So you um, either play together with a friend and you both say what you think the best play is, and then you can learn from that or against your friend and and um, learn from their plays, but also talk about the game a lot. I, I think that is like um, my best um, advice. Mm -hmm. And never give up. Like it's mm -hmm. not that it's like the, the game is hard and maybe complicated, but it's also... I think it's it's learnable for everyone. Like, just give yourself some time. That, that mm -hmm. is what I would say. Yeah. Oh, very good. If you had the power to do this, what would be one thing that you'd like to improve about Magic? Either the game itself, the company, the community, uh, the cards. Any ideas on improvements? Oh. So, yes, I have, like... <laughs> I did. I think I misunderstood that question and thought what I would like to improve on, and so I actually have to think. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say the client and uh, lots of things uh, there could definitely be better. Like have maybe a better structure or like a bit more appealing. Mm -hmm. mm, I would personally love if you could have a draft in arena with like yeah you'd be like oh hey we are now i don't know eight to nine people or so um we want to play together we all log in we buy the mm -hmm. packs and then we draft against each other mm -hmm. and then the uh yeah arena client will uh, also organize the game will say like yeah this this player has against has to play against that player and um, so on, and you could have like a draft in Magic Arena. Mm -hmm. that, that would be something I would um, like to see. 
Oh, I like that idea a lot. I hadn't thought of it that way. I've thought about it in terms of when you go to draft, you draft with with other real players because at the moment drafting right now is against the the AI. Um, but that's a great idea that if you could round up seven more friends, um, or maybe you know between in total four to eight. Um, it would be nice to be able to all do that together, but I guess the game is progressing little by little, and officially it's it's just left beta, uh, and there's still room for improvement. But I think that's a good idea, just to be able to do more of what you can do in real life to bring your friends together. Because I, I like playing right now, of course, but it, it does feel very anonymous because you never really know your opponent very well, and you can't very easily play against your friends. There's no good... Um, uh, friend list and such. So I think that could be yeah. some improvements that could be made. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they have been announcing um, that there will be a friend list soon. Mm -hmm. And then also uh, at some point you're able, I think, to to challenge your friends or I, I'm not sure. Did they also say to like exchange decks or so? But mm -hmm. um, there's some some ideas in that way. Mm. And I, I, I'm just looking forward to it. Uh, like, let's see uh, what they are up to in that regard. But, but yeah, there is definitely um, space for improvement when mm. it comes to um, playing with friends and um, like also gaining friends uh, through magic. Because I, I think that is definitely one of their strong points um, in real life magic too. Mm. That it's um, such. Yeah, a friendly game, and new players are welcomed, and um, you can you can definitely find new friends uh, through the game. Mm -hmm. If you could narrow it down to one thing, what is one thing that you like about Magic? Oh, I I really like that it's complicated. <laughs> I I enjoy that, and um, yeah, then uh, also the healthy approach to learning that has been around magic that mm -hmm. mistakes are okay and um that uh it's also like everyone has made these mistakes at some point uh uh like maybe not even once like maybe more times and so it's it's really not that a big deal mm -hmm. so um i like i like that i've been doing this podcast since the beginning of the year uh, every Friday, a new episode releases. So there have been 39 episodes so far, and I'm very proud of that. But I often, when I interview people, I ask these same questions. So I'm running out of things to say about what I love about magic because I'm I'm the one that's on the every single episode. So I will <laughs> say uh, what I love about it is that it's fun. <laughs> now, magic uh, obviously is the the best and most fun game uh, but I guess there are other things besides magic that are out there so do you have any non-magic related hobbies that you enjoy oh um, yes uh, I am also an artist and I do a lot of paintings and drawings and um, like for for my twitch channel I make emotes or I make the overlays myself mm -hmm. I draw pictures and um, like each each month um, has a picture that is like full of things that happened that month or um, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, the names of the supporters too. And um, yeah, that is a thing 
I do too. Uh, so uh, doing some some art and um, uh, creating mm -hmm. uh, pictures. Well, I'll need to tune in to uh, to see the art. Um, what uh, what's your favorite medium to to use when you create your art? Oh, I use um, acrylic paint, then also oil paint, and uh, the most recent work due to lack of um, like I, I don't have a studio right now. I'm using mostly watercolors. Um, mm. So I, I draw with some ink and then um, I have uh, amazing watercolors uh, to um, to paint with. Mm -hmm. So my, my favorite uh, medium is mostly like using a brush and paint. Mm -hmm. like I guess I sometimes use pencils too, but um, uh, like painting is also my, my favorite in art uh, compared to, to drawing um, is more, feels more like a chore and, and mm -hmm. painting feels like, like the real thing. Sure. I've uh, got an artistic streak myself. I, I also like uh, mostly drawing, uh, cartooning and such. But uh, when I was in college, I took a, um, a painting class and we tried a little bit of everything, acrylic, oil paints and such, charcoal. And I remember a few sessions into the class, I was painting, you know, with real brushes and such, and I could have sworn I felt my hand reaching over to do control Z uh, because I was just so used to undo on Photoshop that when I wanted to do it in real life, oh, there is no undo in real life, but just paint over it and keep going. Yeah, that, that is true. It's... um. It is really powerful, but maybe also uh, when you're doubting yourself, it's maybe not good to have that kind of power that he can undo everything. <laughs> yes. And yeah, it's one of those things that I've I've learned in um, university studying art. Though at some point, you are you know what you're doing, so you're always at, like you can experiment, mm -hmm. and you know how to undo things, or you can always just. Like I don't know, grab a new piece of paper and start from from new. Yes, and it's really not that big of a deal. Like it's it's always um, you're always able to, um, yeah, either start from new or just um, redo the the painting. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's not that hard. Yes, exactly. When people do it enough, they have enough technical skill, and they will see that. It might have felt like a mistake, but maybe you can add to it. Um, you can change what you've got or just start over. And maybe the second time will be an even more interesting version. And that's the great thing about art that everyone can do it. And uh, sure, if you spend um, years practicing it, you'll be even better at it. But everyone has the capacity to express themselves that way artistically. Yeah. And of course, that is also a thing about art. You're not able to replicate everything. Like mm -hmm. that's also not possible. Um, but um, yeah, you, you're always able to improve with it and uh, definitely undo like like the better technical skills you have. Like you are able to undo certain uh, things and then um, uh, like just change it. Mm -hmm. But yes, it's, it's it has been definitely interesting. One time, I had a straight line uh, through. A picture like I'm mostly painting still lives mm -hmm. and there was uh, something in the background uh, with a line through the picture and just it looked 
as if that line was had a break, like it, it wasn't straight mm -hmm. because there was uh, something in front of it, uh, but it, it didn't look harmonic. Uh -huh. And at that space where it looked broken, it was straight. Like I, I used um, uh, um, a lineal, a, um, a device, like like um, uh, a straight line to, to see, and it, it was a straight line. Uh -huh. But then a little bit above that, like 20 centimeters away, there was actually a bump in that line. Uh -huh. And uh, yeah, that, that was... Um, Really interesting how um, sometimes your eyes can be tricked as yes. well. Now, we were both in the recent uh, early access streamer event for, for uh, Throne of Eldraine, weren't we? Um, how did it go for you? Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I was just happy to be in that event. Like when I started watching magic more and um playing it there also was this uh, like the release for m20 and then all these cool streamers had their vip accounts and mm -hmm. i was like wow one day <laughs> and like i want to be in like a vip too and then like even like after three months it all already happened like yes. uh, that that is just amazing like i'm, I'm really proud that I have been in that event and also really happy. I I did stream for 16 hours, not <laughs> in one take, but it was like 11 hours first. Then I slept for a little bit and then I did go for another five hours till the event ended. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that, that was um, a lot of playing mm -hmm. for new cards, yeah. amazing. That, that was pretty amazing. Definitely. Uh, congratulations on, on being selected as well to be part of it. And thanks, Wizards of the Coast, for inviting us both for that and all of the other great people that got to play the cards early. I, I definitely saw in our private chat that there were a lot of people saying, this is my first time and I'm, and I'm, I'm nervous but excited. So that was great. This had been my my third time i was first invited for war of the spark and then corset 2020 and then now throne of eldraine so every time there's still nervousness doing it because you never know how many people will be watching and you're representing the new cards and and so forth but it was fun i had some fun games a little bit on one-on-one -on -one, some drafting and uh, some of my usual followers coming to watch and cheer me on and it was it was very fun. We didn't get a chance to uh, direct challenge, unfortunately, but perhaps next time it happens, maybe we'll we'll find each other there. Oh yeah, that that would be cool. Like we could maybe, um, yeah, just contact each other and see. But may maybe you have to play mono red then, and I <laughs> I have to play uh, blue black. <laughs> we'll turn the tables on each other. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that we'll both play mono red and we'll see who becomes the most mono red sovereign. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's also um, an interesting, um, mm -hmm. yeah, an interesting idea. It'll be uh, Steamkin versus Steamkin. <laughs> yeah, I have to say from this set, I really like the knights, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I hope there there will be some really cool knight decks around uh, too. I actually read an article recently on Channel Fireball. Uh, Andrea Mengucci, I believe, he put out a deck that was black and white knights, 
and I'm trying it out and, and I and I like it. It is weak on some matchups, but these knights synergize together pretty well. I'll I'll send you the link on the chat in a moment. You might want to check that oh. out. It was black and white. Yeah, that knights. that is really cool. Mm-hmm. I um so usually and since I'm also a beginner, I'm not that strong of a deck builder. Like I'm more I like playing more. Mm-hmm. But I have been uh, building a night deck with um Ray Ray Barker together and um that that was also fun, but it was um, tricolor, like white, black, and red, mm-hmm. and quite aggressive. Well, I marvel at people that are able to do three colors because I know for draft it never works for me trying to go th- to three colors. But I suppose in constructed, where you can construct it a little better, um, three colors works best. But I feel much safer in uh, two colors. Uh, and monocolor is fun sometimes because it looks like Throne of Eldraine does have a strong monocolor theme. So that's interesting that after the recent sets uh, really focused on two colors, they seem to be kind of driving you a little bit towards checking out monocolors in Throne of Eldraine. Have you noticed that? Oh, um, yes. I've, I've actually talked uh, just today with uh, Ray Ray about it, and he recommended the article from Ray Duke uh, to me. Mm-hmm. Um, about the monocolored decks and it definitely look looks uh, very interesting like um, I've, I've just looked at the white deck but that uh, tri uh, mana white mana um, card looks really interesting mm-hmm. um, that it heals you for one every time you play a white card I think or oh, is yes, it white uh, creature Linden. But- Linden, the the Queen Linden, yes, I believe. Yeah. When when your yes. white creature, I believe it's when your white creature attack, it heals you. So yeah, very low casting cost of only three white. Yeah, that Ajani Pride Mate will Pride will become <laughs> quite huge if you are able to attack with a lot of uh, little little guys. Um, yes. Then it's like plus one, plus one, plus one, plus one. Yeah, that maybe, little um, that little yeah. kitty will be overfed. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I mean, we we all know those kind of cats. Yes. Like, like they look like they might not be fast enough. Then. Yes, not anymore. <laughs> They're only fast enough to catch their food plates. <laughs> but yeah, that that is. Um, yeah, I I think um, what what had surprised me is that all these new cards. Uh, like first in in the event, it seemed to me like oh, it will be kind of slow there's all this food around and then everyone heals and um like um uh there there are enough blockers and um it might get like slower but then there are also really fast decks Mm -hmm. um like a mono green deck can have uh like a lot of ramp and be uh really really fast actually and um so I don't know. I, I think it's been it's been really interesting, mm-hmm. and there's also all these little stories to uh, the cards now. Like one of my my viewers told me uh, on his um, pre-release event, he actually like he had the midnight clock. No, his opponent had the midnight clock out, mm-hmm. and then he played the kiss, and that makes actually sense that then the clock is stopped because. When uh, Cinderella kisses, no, Cinderella, um, or who is it? Like kisses the prince before the, uh, twelve o'clock, then actually uh, all is good. So, um, like, there might be all these little stories um, 
in in the new cards and also like oh yeah destiny um the the streamer yes. um uh i i had to play against him in the event oh wow mm -hmm. and he had the the little pears like the the, the um two kids that are looking at the food and oh yes uh -huh. it's that adventure card that creates a food token and then a one three um kid yes. and then he had the witch and then he had that um great opportunity the those beans that crafted a seven seven on four mana and mm -hmm. i was like oh wow well <laughs> that that game is over now <laughs> yeah but yeah that was uh like yeah there there are like lots of um uh cool stories to tell i think uh, with the cards too i've been very impressed with this new set in that it has uh a lot of they have a lot of these uh adventures and stories and hidden meanings and so many great cards with great names like bell of the brawl and frogify and that sort of thing so i think this deck uh this i think this new set is just so much fun i feel like they had a lot of fun creating this set and i, I love all of the all of the sets in the story but the last the last storyline about this epic battle with nickel bolas and planeswalkers dying and all of that stuff i thought it was too grim now the company turns the story around to a brand new plane uh with like adventure and witches and giants and and food and cows um, I think it's been an interesting turn of events that is much more light and jovial. I, I enjoy that a lot. Oh, that is true. But it all always, it's not like really cute fairy tales. Like, yeah. I, I think there's always like a little bit of a hidden danger to, to the cards. And some of those fairies uh, look quite frightening, I would say, that... Um, one one little flyer that uh, puts cards in the graveyard from both uh, sides. Yes. Um, that card, I I don't know if I would meet that in real life. I I would be more afraid. I think than. Yeah, he's um, holding an eyeball, isn't he? Yeah. The, the oh shit. Yeah, that's the name. The yeah. the eye I what is it? Eye juggler? No. Eye collector. Yes. So that one. It, it is cute, but it is, it is also really scary. Yes. And I would definitely uh, try to protect my eyeballs uh, <laughs> from yes. it. Definitely. Well, as we wind down, any final thoughts on uh, the new set or Magic Arena in general? Oh, I just hope... Um, yeah, they they keep doing what they are doing i think there is um clearly improvement um uh obvious like you you can see improvements and it's just um yeah great to to keep playing and exploring these uh the, these cards that are created mm -hmm. I think the company's at a very good place and the game of magic is at a very good place. So I hope they continue to do that and to take a, some of the community feedback and keep improving. Yeah. Well, Jelly, would you like to uh, do some self-promotion again? Your streams, any links or anything you'd like? I'll put it all in the show notes, of course, but tell, uh, tell the listeners where they can find you. Oh, um, yes. Like 
definitely on Twitch, www.twitch.tv slash jelly77. And then on Twitter, I'm jelly78 minus one. And that is like the 78 is like a number written. And then uh-huh. minus one is um, uh, written like that. So. <laughs> Sadly, Jelly t- Jelly seventy seven was taken on Twitter, so ah. I needed to to do something else. Mm-hmm. So that that's how you find me. Mm-hmm. I'll put those links in the show notes so people can easily follow the link to to follow you. Yeah, and I I would uh, I'm I'm just getting into this community, and I'm happy to meet everyone. Uh, uh, like get to know everyone. I, I definitely want to check out your stream as well um, and come by when when I when it's not during sleeping hours, of course. Yes, our time zones are a little bit off right now. Uh, my day is basically beginning, and I think yours is a little bit closer to the end, isn't it? Oh yes, it's it's uh, dark black outside, and <laughs> uh, it it is um, like nearly. At night, nearly 10 o'clock by now, so mm-hmm. that's the 10 o'clock p.m. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a nice uh, sunny San Diego Sunday for me at the moment, so I have to be productive <laughs> and maybe do some laundry in a little bit. So as for myself, I'm over on Twitter, twitter.com slash vmcampos. I'm uh, streaming on both YouTube and Twitch. On YouTube, that's youtube.com slash vmcamposjr. You have to put the jr at the end. Uh, On Twitch, I'm twitch.tv slash vmcampos. And I stream Saturday nights, 11 p.m. Pacific time. I'm also on Patreon. I consolidate a lot of my content on Patreon. I do um, YouTube deck tech videos or videos about comic books, another hobby that I have. So I consolidate everything on Patreon. People can just follow on Patreon completely for free. Or if they would like to um, subscribe at the $1 range, they get access to exclusive content. At the $2 range, I will actually mail people vintage magic cards. No, not a Black Lotus. They can follow (laughs) there on Patreon. And um, that's where people can find me. I've also got the website, vmcampos.com, although I don't update it as much as I could or I should. But that's where people can find me. Just vmcampos anywhere online. So, Jelly, one more time, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This has been VM Campos, and I'll see you in the arena.